0: With let's continue on understanding what is it that we're saying what is what should our kavana be when we're speaking to hashem what we're, we're we're making our tefillah okay amidash so now we're on al hanisim this prayer is an expression of pure joy concerning the miracles in jewish history When we say, and we thank you for the miracles, for the redemption, for the mighty deeds, for the liberations, and for the wars in which you have engaged on behalf of our ancestors in those days, at this time. The opening declaration of al applies to the highlights of both the Hanukkah and Purim holidays. On both holidays we experience miracles. On Hanukkah we recall two miracles. The miracle of the victory of the Hashmonayim over the mighty Syrian Greek army and the miracle of the lights of the Temple Menorah burning for eight days when there was only enough oil to burn for one. On Purim we celebrate the kind of miracles that we see nowadays. The miracle that take place behind the scenes that often we discover only after the fact. A careful reeling of the Megillah's esther does not reveal any particular miracle that was decisive in the Jews' ultimate victory. Rather, the story of the Megillah reveals a carefully crafted plot where each of the protagonists, Asheverosh, Vashti, Esther, Mordechai, and Haman, play out their desired, their destined roles in a miraculous sequence of events. So, what is the difference between the Hanukkah? and paramiracles in jewish law since haman aimed to physically destroy the jewish people our celebration of this downfall must be expressed in a physical way hanukkah on the other hand celebrates a triumph over an enemy who tried to spiritually subvert our people our celebration must be a spiritual one on hanukkah we add in the days of Matisiahu, the son of yohanan the high priest the Hashmonian and his sons when the wicked Syrian Greek government rose up against your people Israel to make them forget your Torah and Violate the statues of your will but you in your abundant mercy stood by them in the time of their distress You waged their battles defended their rights and avenged the wrong done to them You developed, delivered the mighty into the hands of the weak the many into the hands of the few and the impure into the hands of the Pure the wicked into the hands of the righteous and the deliberate sinners into the hands of those who occupy themselves with your Torah You made a great and holy name for yourself in your world and effected a great deliverance of redemption for your people israel to this very day and then your children entered the holy of holies cleansed your temple and purified your sanctuary kindled lights in your holy courtyard and instituted these eight days of hanukkah to give thanks and praise to your great name so the miracle of the military victory has been rationalized by some who claim that the hashemoneum maccabees smaller number and weakened weaponry were guerrilla warriors and knew all the secret hideouts in the court countryside they could pounce on their unsuspecting enemies and then escape into the hills however the text teaches us otherwise the Ashmonayam were hardy fighters but they were not strategic warriors rather they were described as righteous pure and engaged in torah in fact they would be best described as yeshiva students indeed after after the communist revolution revolution one of the great rabbis in europe wanted to empty out his yeshiva and march his ragtag army of yeshiva boys against the wicked godless government in essence the holiday of hanukkah celebrates the survival of jewish spirituality the syrian greeks tried to compel the jewish subjects to adopt Hellenism and forsake the, Jew, the religious beliefs. The candle ceremony demonstrates that the souls of our people like the Hanukkah lights will always be there to brighten the darkness of our exile. This truth of spiritual survival is not something to keep for ourselves. It's something that we must share with the world, Jew and non-Jew alike. It's a mitzvah to publicize this miracle. And on Purim, on Purim when we add... In the days of Mordecai and Esther in Shushan, the capital of Persia, when the evil Haman rose up against them, he sought to destroy, to kill, and to annihilate all the Jews, young and old, infants and women, and one day on the thirteenth day of the twelfth month, which is the month of Adar, and to plunder their wealth. And you, in your abundant mercy, annulled his counsel, frustrated his intention, and bought his evil plan upon his own head. And they hanged him and his sons upon the gallows. And you made a miracle and a wonder for them, and we are thankful to your great name forever." So let's examine the chain of events. The Megillah begins with a major extravaganza hosted by Hashverosh, which led to Vashti's downfall and when she refused to attend. Vashti's departure made way for Esther to become the queen. And shortly afterward, Mordechai is credited for uncovering a plot to assassinate the king, which is duly recorded in the king's chronicles. Haman ascends to power and draws lots to determine the day for the destruction of the Jews with the acquiescence of King Ashiveros. And later on, when Haman is about to defame Mordechai before the king, the king decides to honor Mordechai for saving his life. Ironically, the king commands Haman to honor his archenemy, Mordechai. And after Haman prepares for the scaffold on which to hang Mordecai, Haman attends the parties hosted by Esther, where Haman's guilt in plotting against the Jews is revealed and his fate is sealed. The king is informed of Haman's scaffold and Haman is hanged on it. Were all were all of these occurrences coincidental? Highly unlikely. They are simply the hidden acts of our God directing events behind the scenes. The Purim story, indeed, the Megillah of Esther, is the only book of the Tanakh that occurs entirely outside of Israel, in the land of Persia. And what's more amazing is that Hashem is clearly operating behind the scenes, yet His name does not appear even once in the Megillah. The Megillah story becomes our story and is sending a bold message to our generation. We have no prophets and open revelation as in biblical times, yet we sense Hashem's presence even as He is hidden and silent. He is there for us in the diaspora even as He is in our holy land. So just as the word for king in the Megillah alludes to God's presence as the king of the universe, so too we must come to recognize Hashem's silent presence behind world events. And ultimately his chosen people God loves us and cares for us he will never forsake us for God will not forsake his people nor will he desert his inheritance Barucha Adonai leolam amen, Ve, amen.